tight with that lady Wake up in the morning I'm talking right now You're about to experience a morning show unlike any of Shout out to the Breakfast Club I hope to see you on every morning What you guys are doing right now is the hub culture The Breakfast Club is my morning fit I need it and I love it so much I feel like you really not popping until we do the Breakfast Club. I've been waiting to come to y'all's show, man. I know really? you got to be a big-time celebrity to be up in here. You got to be, be big-time. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. The, the Breakfast Club, bitches. Break the Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Monday. Yes, it's Monday. So, so we can say. And it is, yeah. Truly, like I don't even know what to say. Yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at the the New York Post and the New York Daily News this morning. Neither one of them look real. NBA legend daughter killed in helicopter accident. Uh-uh-uh. Just Kobe. Other one, Kobe Bryant, 1978-2020, with him and his daughter on the Daily News. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Very, very sad. Man. I, I, um, I don't know. It's just a reminder that death really doesn't discriminate. Like, we think certain people are untouchable. You know what I mean? Uh, we think uh, certain things shouldn't happen to certain people because mm-hmm. of their, their status. Because of their celebrity, because of how much money they got, like you know, we just think things like this aren't supposed to happen to people like Kobe Bryant. But even though we have so many reminders that that's never the case, right? This is just another harsh one that death truly does not discriminate. Right. So again, our condolences to their family. Can you imagine Vanessa Bryant and nope. no, I cannot. Her other three daughters and nope. what they must have felt like. Dad and sister I can't no family way. members and then there's also My nine goodness. people that died in that helicopter crash Mm-mm. in yeah. total yeah I, I saw the uh, their families as well I can't remember the, his name he was a coach and his wife and his daughter were on the helicopter John as well John Altabelli mm-hmm. his yeah. wife Carrie and then his a, daughter Alyssa and then a woman's coach and her daughter were on the on, on that helicopter Kobe's daughter and Alyssa were teammates Oh, I was thinking about this yesterday I think it's the the unexpectedness of death that makes death so scary like you just never know when it's gonna happen how it's gonna happen, why it's gonna happen. I think it's just the unexpectedness of it all that just that just 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 makes it so so hard to deal with. Well, you know, we'll be discussing that this morning. Mm-hmm. The Grammys were last night. They did a tribute last night and everyone was discussing that. They were outside the Staples Center too, screaming for Kobe all night last night as well. Now, I didn't see none of it. Now you were in LA, right, you? I was actually in LA and I was on the plane. When you got the we news. were getting ready to take off and I just did a post, like an Ask Yee post on my Instagram page, and somebody left a comment like, is it true about Kobe? And then it, I guess TMZ had just posted the story like a minute earlier, so I didn't believe it at first. You know yeah. how you see stories and you're like, there's no way that this happened, and unfortunately it did. So Yeah, because I'm, I'm telling you that you just look at certain people and you just think <clears throat> they're indestructible. You think that mm-hmm. they're immortal. You don't think certain things are supposed to happen to certain people. But once again, it's just a harsh reminder that death does not discriminate. Yeah. It just doesn't. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about? Well, of course, we'll be talking about Kobe. We'll give you some of those details. But some of the tributes that some of his friends, former teammates, and uh, people have, have to say about Kobe Bryant. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. 
right, yeah, where we start? Uh, well, we'll start with Kobe Bryant. There were nine people that died in that unfortunate helicopter crash. Uh, Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna, a.k.a. Gigi, as everyone calls her, they were flying to Thousand Oaks, California for a basketball game. She was expected to play. Kobe Bryant was going to be coaching, and the helicopter did crash in Calabasas. Also on that helicopter was Orange Coast College baseball coach John Altobelli, his wife Carrie, and daughter Alyssa. <coughs> Gianna and Alyssa were teammates at the Mamba Academy. They would fly together routinely. Uh, Christine, Christina Mauser, she's an assistant girls basketball coach at a uh, kindergarten through eight private school in Orange County. She also died in that crash. Her husband wrote on Facebook, my kids and I are devastated. We lost our beautiful wife and mom today in a helicopter crash. Please respect our privacy. Thank you for all of the well wishes. They mean so much. Also, there was a tribute at the Grammys, which was last night, and everybody was outside the Staples Center. They were mourning Kobe Bryant. They did have memorials out there as well. Alicia Keys and Boys to Men, they did do a performance of It's So Hard to Say Goodbye to Yesterday, mm -hmm. and Alicia Keys opened the Grammys with this. Los Angeles, America, and the whole wide world lost a hero. And we're literally standing here heartbroken in the house that Kobe Bryant built. Right now, Kobe and his daughter Gianna and all of those that, are, that have been tragically lost today are in our spirit, they're in our hearts, they're in our prayers. And I would like to ask everybody to take a moment and just hold them inside of you and share our strength and our support with their families. Kobe Bryant touched the lives of a lot of people. He transcended just basketball, and Dwayne Wade had some words as well. Today is, is one of the saddest days in my lifetime. It seems like a bad, like a bad dream that you just want to wake up from. It's a nightmare. I said it many times. Kobe retired from the game of basketball. He left a, he left a hole in, in the game of basketball. He left a left a hole in, 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 in my wanting to play because when I came in the league I chased him I wanted to be respected by him Mm. Now Shaq posted, there's no words to express the pain I'm going through with this tragedy of losing my niece Gigi and my brother Kobe. I love you and you will be missed. My condolences goes out to the Bryant family and the families of the other passengers on board. I'm sick right now. Kobe was so much more than an athlete. He was a family man. That was, that was what we had most in common. I would hug his children like they were my own and he would embrace my kids like they were his as well. Also, Lamar Odom posted... These pictures are just the tip of the iceberg of our relationship. He taught me so many things in life that were necessary on and off the court. On the court, he taught me how to carve out defenses and how to take my time, how to make winning my ultimate goal. Off the court, he taught me to sign my own checks. Of course, anyone who knows my story knows I've suffered a lot of loss, but the only loss I can compare this to is when I lost my son. Also, former Lakers coach Phil Jackson says his relationship with Kobe transcended the norm. He said the crash was a tragedy for multiple families. My heart goes out to Vanessa and the family that lost loved ones. Kobe was a chosen one, special in many ways to many people. So um, amongst other people, Magic Johnson said, my friend, a legend, husband, father, son, brother, Oscar winner, and greatest Laker of all time is gone. It's hard to accept. Kobe was a leader of our game, a mentor to both male and female players. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's so many layers to this, man. Like the, the layer of him being a father. You know, Kobe and mm -hmm. I are born in the same year, 78. He's 41, like I'm 41. He's got... 
four, four girls at home. I got three. And, and I don't know about y'all, but my biggest fear is not being here for my girls. You know, mm-hmm. I constantly, constantly think about life when I'm 50, life when I'm 60, life when I'm 70. And the reason I think about that is because I think about how old my daughters will be when I'm that age. So I, so I want to die of old age simply because I want to be here for my girls. And the only other thing I think about more than that is losing one of my daughters. So Kobe got hit with two of my biggest nightmares yesterday. He, he lost He lost his life, so he's not going to be there his other three girls, and he lost one of his girls. Well, the Dallas Mavericks are also going to retire Kobe Bryant's jersey number, the number uh, 24 in honor of Kobe Bryant. He wore that number while playing for the Lakers. They said Kobe's legend legacy transcends basketball, and our organization has decided that the number 24 will never again be worn by a Dallas Maverick. Hmm. That's right. honorable. Yes, well, that is your front page news. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Phone lines are wide open. The number again is 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, DJ MV, this is Debbie. Hey, Debbie, good morning. Get it off your chest. Good morning. Good morning to all of you guys. You know I'm mourning the, the passing of Kobe and his daughter and the other members that were on the helicopter. But I just want to say that immediately when um, you guys started talking about uh, Kobe, Charlemagne turned it uh, around and put it on him, you know, about what it was about to him, what it's about to him. It's not about Charlemagne today. It's about Kobe. So you guys have a blessed day and know that you are well-loved, okay? Uh, I think that's kind of foolish to say, especially being that uh, situations like this hit different, especially when you are a father. Like, if you can't can't relate to that and have empathy because you got kids, then that's that's crazy to me. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up with it? Um, I'm calling from um, East Oakland, California. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to talk about the situation that I was going through. But first off, best in peace to Kobe. Mm-hmm. But I, um, I wanted to um, talk about my situation for the custody that I'm going through. Okay. I'm a single father. I've been the last three years. Um, so the mother of my child decided to keep, keep my son away from me because I put her back to child support. But now everything's getting handled. Everything will be done in February, but it's just been crazy because my son is autistic, mm. and he's off his schedule right now, so he's not in school right now, so, you know, it was a blessing that not only the police helped me out, but also, like, the programs that my son in and his school helped me out, so, you know, I'm just blessed. All right, man. So that's the situation happened. Yeah. Well, we wish you the best of luck for you and your son. Hello, who's this? Hello. Hey, what's up? Get it off your chest. Hey, what's going on? I just want to say first off, RIP to Kobe Bryant, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just a big reminder how life is, how yep. precious it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all I got to say. All right, bro. Okay, appreciate that. Hello, who's this? Oh, it's Anthony. What's up, brother? Anthony, what's up? Get it off your chest. Oh, man, I, yesterday I was very, very, very shocked on that MSNBC reporter, man. I mean, she clearly paused and thought about what the hell she was going to say before she said it. We all know what she said. Right. That was confusing. I was like, is this real? Yeah, I think a lot of times... very real. I think a lot of times during... I mean, to me, that's very small potatoes on a day like yesterday, but I think a lot of times when people are in pain and a lot of people are hurt, 
you just be looking to, looking for somebody to direct that, that 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 anger towards. And I think she caught that wrath for for having that slip that she had. I'm confused at how that happened. Yeah, that that that. that she said she slip. said she he said. About that. Well, she said she was. Which in her words, she said that she was. She was c- confusing Nixon Lakers, so she was trying to say Nixon Lakers at the same time, is what she said. Uh-huh. But who knows, man? That's what I said. She needs to be more responsible with her wordage and verbiage on stuff while she's on the damn air and think about it before she says it. Yeah, why, why, why would Nixon even come out her mouth? Probably because she don't know sports. And she probably, if, 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 you're, if you're a casual... Because like, 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 aren't you night, reading off no a reason. teleprompter? If you're a casual sports fan, I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying what she said. She said she was she was trying to say Knicks and Lakers, and she said it at the same time. She actually said she said uh, Knackers. Yeah, right. Get said. it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Don't waste your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Toya. Hey, Toya, get it, off, get it off your chest. Well, first I want to say I would like to thank Jesus Christ for picking me and my kids up this morning. That's right. Mm-hmm. And, like, my heart is heavy. Like, it's been like I lost a family member. But I was reading on a neighborhood talk that the, uh, the helicopter crashed up the mountain into a mountain because of there was so much fog, and they said that the pilot went around six times. Yeah, I read that. And I, I, I normally don't believe everything that I read, but my thing is, if you have to fly around six times, if you see that the weather is bad, why don't you just, just, just talk it like this? I like just, we can't do. It. Like, I still can't get that through my mind. Well, you can't just park anywhere. You can't just park on a house. I mean, like, like just land it. Like, I, I don't know where the... I, I'm just saying, like, you I'm pretty I, sure, like... I don't think it works like that. Well, I mean, they got to do an investigation, and you know, LAPD said they had to ground their helicopters, basically saying that they're not sure why this helicopter was up, but, I mean, you got to let them do an investigation and see exactly what happened. But, yeah, they said he did fly around for 15 minutes, hoping that the fog cleared up a little bit, and then they gave him a, a, a route to go. But like I said, they said he didn't follow know. the route, though. They said that was the problem. Mm-hmm. He didn't follow the route. But, but yeah, like that's bananas. Like, oh man, my heart is heavy. But you can't, you can't land. You can't, you can't. I know, I know, I know. In times like this, everybody wants to make sense of things, but you know, it, it, it don't work like that. You can't just land anywhere. It's a helicopter. You can't just land on top of people. Right, you're right. But I was, I'm just saying that was my thought. That's what I wanted to get my test. And I love you, Uncle Charla. I love I, you. I love you more. I love you back, Mama. Hello, who's this? Uh, yes, this is Claude. Hey, what's up, Claude? Get it off your chest. Uh, yeah, man. This, uh, the death of Kobe Bryant, man, really got me, uh, messed up, man. Cause when I got the news, I was on the phone with my brother, and I couldn't believe it. But the moment he said helicopter, it let me know that it was true, because I know Kobe likes to fly his helicopter to practice into the arena. Right. And it just, it just, it just, it really hurts me because, like, this man really impacted my life, especially when it came to sports. Like, I ran track, I played basketball, and, like, he always gave me that sense of urgency, like, to never back down from anybody, no matter how big, small, or tall they are. Like, you had to use your knowledge against your opponents. And it just really hurt me that, that you know, uh, him, him and his daughter passed away. So it's it just, like, it really hurts. Because, like, I'm out, I just got off work, and everybody I work with just talking about this, and it, I couldn't even be on my, on my uh, social media, but that's all I saw. Right. Like, it's really, like, shocking. And it just hurt to even hear the fact that he just died with his daughter. 
Cause I know, like, I'm 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 at that stage where I'm about to have a kid, and, and it's, it's about to go away, and my wife has to do everything by herself. That it would really like hurt my feelings that 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 happened to me. Right. Yeah, and that's that's exactly what you mm. just said is exactly why I don't understand why that woman called up here saying I, I, I'm making this about me. I didn't make anything about me. I'm just telling you why his death hits the way it hits. When you, I got three girls at home. I'm 41. If you're a man with kids, it's impossible not to think about yourself in that situation. That could have been any of us. And it's just a harsh reminder that death doesn't discriminate. We all want to die of old age, and you know now Kobe will not get that opportunity. Like that, that hits different, bro. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. Now, Yee, we got rumors on the way? Yes, we are going to talk about the Grammys. We already told you Alicia Keys and Boyz II Men did pay tribute to Kobe Bryant at the Grammys. We'll tell you about other tributes that happened and who the big winners of the night were last night. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. So at the Grammys last night, Nipsey Hussle won a Grammy for a Best Rap Performance for Racks in the Middle featuring Roddy Rich and Hit Boy. Dropping the clues bombs for Nipsey Hussle, Roddy Rich and Hit Boy. Several members of his family were on stage to accept the award, including Lauren London and his grandmother. I speak on behalf um, of our family, of the Almanian family, and in honor of Nip, who is a was a phenomenal vessel. Nip did it not just um, for the awards, but for the people. And uh, God allowed him to use this music to speak his truth, give us wisdom, and um, something that we will forever be able to live with. I'm the grandmother of Nipsey Hussle, and I wanted to thank all of you for showing all the love. All right, also, last night at the Grammys, uh, there was the Little Nas X Rodeo remix, and they introduced that last night, and Nas came on stage and did his verse. I might spin a block on 12 horses, buy the block and get a boss bitch. Chrome man, but when the Henny hit, I might Millie rock to get a ball fit. In the new days with my old ways, game change, but the name don't. My horse shades is they main hoes. Got a lot of them, my whole stable. I don't lie to them, it's no fables. Wrapped on country flavor. Now we worldwide, we made a big brand. Now our catalog is so major. Rodeo or Rodale. Portfolio is so player. Tomato or tomato. Nas X or Big Nas. It's inside. That's a a remix? Yeah, it's a remix. And it just came out also yesterday. So right after they performed it, the song was available. Kind of late for a remix, huh? For Rodeo? That's not, that's not Old Town oh, Road. Right. It's rodeo. rodeo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Jesus Christ. Our, uh, also, Cardi's on that record on the album, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Also, Sharon Osbourne was on stage, and she wasn't doing so great with some pronunciations as she was announcing the nominees for Best Rap Sung Performance. Hiya. DJ Khalid featuring Nipsey Hussle and John Legend. Kelly looked pissed. Do it <laughs> too hard. Lil Baby and Gunna. Panini, Lil Nas X, Ballin, Mustard featuring Body <laughs> Rich. Why did the Grammys do that? Yes, to cross it. Good one. The London Young Fug featuring J. Cole and Travis Scott. I really think one of those white culturally clueless executives, <laughs> they saw that London was nominated and they were like, let's go get somebody with an accent. 
They announced the Best Hip Hop Rap Awards. That was dumb. All right. Also, yesterday, Meek Mill featuring Roddy Ricci has the letter to Nip. And according to Meek Mill, all the proceeds for this song will go to Nipsey Hussle's family. Yeah, Meek played that for me back in December when I interviewed him, man. And that line where he says, you the first person uh, made me feel like I could die, he is not lying. All right, also, Billy. He's not lying when it comes to situations like Nipsey, man. Billy Eilish had an amazing night last night. She actually swept all four of the major categories, and she's only the second artist in Grammy history to do that, and she's the first woman to do that, to take home the big four awards. That's the album, record, song of the year, and best new artist. The first artist to ever do that was 39 years ago, and that was Christopher Cross. Well, congratulations. She's also to the her. youngest album of the year winner in Grammy history. She's only 18 years old. Yeah. Now she went on stage. Her brother won a couple too, right? Uh, yeah, for producer, for, yeah. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. All right, now for this year while she was on stage, she was uh, saying that she did get album of the year, but she felt like someone else deserved it. Um, can I just say that I think Ariana deserves this? <laughs> Thank you, Next got me through some shit, and I think it deserves, like, more than anything in the world. I love you so much. Um, I'm not going to waste your time. I'm really not. I love you. Thank you for this. So she's saying the Grammys got it wrong per, per usual. I understand. Well, she's a pretty big artist. So. Yeah, my daughter loves her. Yeah. Congratulations to I mean, her. She, she, listen, she's doing what Adele did. Adele did the same thing with uh, when she won the album of the year. She said that Beyonce should have won Lemonade. I, I, listen, I haven't heard either one of the albums. So I don't know if Billie Eilish should have won or Ariana Grande would have won. But if an artist gets up there and says somebody <laughs> else should have won, that lets me know that maybe somebody got it wrong. Oh, they being humble. Right. Seems like a lot of kids, a lot of people like Billie Eilish, though. Yeah, have, she have swept you, off for so that's historical. Your, your daughter loves Billie Eilish, mm-hmm. right? All right. That's all she wanted to see at the iHeartRadio Music Festival last year. I remember. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that is That's your so rumor report. I'm Angela Yee. Like, why wouldn't the Grammys get somebody who loves hip-hop culture? Like, don't you think the presenter should reflect the category? You know what I mean? Like that. LL sitting right there. Or at least no, the people ain't announcing. I'm just saying you should get a presenter that reflects the category. What does Sharon Osbourne have to do with hip-hop and rap? Like, and then you wonder when things like this happen. Come on, man. Nada. You should have seen Khaled's face. They, the camera pan It's disrespectful. Him. That's your DJ moment. DJ Khaled. That's your moment. Like, it's disrespectful. That's your moment. You about to win a Grammy, and they like DJ Khaled, knowing that there's a whole other Khaled out there. Mm-hmm. For real, for real. She might not know that, though. <laughs> she might not know that. Just hate Grammys. It's simple. Just get a presenter that reflects the category. Little baby just chuckled when the camera went on him. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Well, when we come back, we got front page news. What are we talking about, Yee? Yeah, you know, we are going to continue to discuss Kobe Bryant and the unfortunate helicopter crash. His daughter, Gigi, also the other people who were traveling in the private helicopter will give you information. And, of course, will tell you some of the touching tributes that people wrote, uh, videotaped, and what everyone had to say. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where we start with Yee? Well, of course, we are discussing Kobe Bryant this morning. Everybody is stunned to find out that Kobe Bryant and his daughter, Gianna, known as Gigi, died in a helicopter crash. Mm. 
There were nine people that died in total. It was eight people and the pilot. Now, at first, they were not identifying the other people because the sheriff said it would be awful for these families to find out that their loved ones passed away from TMZ. That's right. So they wanted to make sure that people were aware at first. They did confirm Orange Coast College baseball coach John Altabelli, his wife Carrie, and their daughter Alyssa were aboard the helicopter, according to his brother. I just hope these people found out about it before a blog or TMZ or something like Co- that posted Kobe, it. Kobe's family didn't. They didn't? No, nah, that's why the sheriff was upset. Kobe's family didn't. Kobe's family found out because of TMZ. Well, yes, and Tony Altabelli is the man. one who, who did identify his brother, the coach, John Altabelli, and his brother's wife and daughter that were aboard the plane. Christina Mauser, the helicopter. Christina Mauser, who's an assistant girls basketball coach, uh, also died in the crash. Her husband wrote on Facebook, my kids and I are devastated. We lost our beautiful wife and mom today mm-hmm. in a helicopter crash. Please respect our privacy. Thank you for all the well wishes. They mean so much. So a lot of people are grieving yesterday, this morning. Now, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar posted this. Kobe was a, an incredible family man. He loved his wife and, and daughters. He was an incredible athlete and a leader in a, in a lot of ways. He inspired a whole generation of young athletes. He was one of the first ones to leave high school and come to the NBA and do so well, dominating the game and becoming one of the best scorers that the Los Angeles Lakers has ever seen. I had the privilege of being there when he scored his 81-point game, and it was something that I will always remember as one of the highlights of uh, the things that I have learned and observed in sports. Mm. Now, it's difficult for a lot of people to speak. We saw a video of LeBron James just basically crying. Some NBA teams also had to play last night, and that was difficult for them as well. Now, here's what Dwayne Wade had to say about the loss of Kobe. Today is, is one of the saddest days in my lifetime. It seems like a bad, like a bad dream that you just want to wake up from. It's a nightmare. I said it many times. And Kobe retired from the game of basketball. He left a, he left a hole in, in the game of basketball. He left a, he left a hole in, 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 in my wanting to play. Because when I came in the league, I chased him. I wanted to be respected by him. Mm. All right, also, we told you about the tribute at the Grammys. Boys to Men and Alicia Keys also did pay tribute at last night's Grammy Awards, and here's their performance. And uh, Barack Obama posted, Kobe was a legend on the court and just getting started in what would have been just as meaningful a second act. To lose Gianna is even more heartbreaking to us as parents. Michelle and I send love and prayers to Vanessa and the entire Bryant family on an unthinkable day. So again, we will, uh, you know, keep on discussing the legacy of Kobe Bryant. He's touched everybody's lives. A lot of people felt affected by this and the impact that he's had on across all different types of culture. 
Yeah, you know when Meek said on that song, uh, talking about Nipsey, you the first person made me feel like I could die. Like it's it's strange, right? Like we've all seen death. We all know people that have died. But when you see people like Nipsey and and Kobe died, and death hits different because you realize death really does not discriminate. <clears throat> it can happen to anyone, and it makes us all question our own mortality in ways we probably never have. Remember right. when Kobe retired back in 2016? It was everybody was just you know. It's Kobe Bryant, like yeah. one of the best players ever. He actually started playing basketball when he was only three years old. Mm-mm-mm. All right, well, that is your front page news. All right, let's open up the phone lines. Let's talk about it. 800-585-1051. Just want to hear from you, your thoughts, how you feel. Get it off your chest for real, man. It's, it's all Call you can do in right situations now. like this. You know what I mean? Whatever you're feeling, allow yourself allow yourself to feel. Allow I'm, yourself to feel that. I'm still bugging off of... of <clears throat> TMZ posting it before the family finds out. Uh, like, that's, you, a, that's the world we live in, though. Nah, that's, that's not right, though. I mean, because think about it. Like, Everybody so we, wants to be first. Rush, yeah, we, you, you rush so fast to be I, first instead of just... Could you imagine? I agree with you. You turn on the internet and you and you see this and you be like, "What are you talking about?" I agree with you, but you know, oh, goodness, it, I, I, it's disgusting that a news outlet would do that. But guess what? If somebody is on the scene when something like that happens, they might post that, and the family might hear about it. So you know, that's just the world we live in now. Sadly. We live in a very real-time era. Mm. All right, well, let's open up these phone lines. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Gone, but will never be forgotten. For all the inspiration, this has been absolutely beautiful, you guys. I can't believe it's come to an end. You guys will always be in my heart. Kobe Bryant. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we open up the phone lines, and we're just talking about Kobe Bryant this morning. 800-585-1051. Want your thoughts, and if you want to vent, and we're just opening up the phone lines. All right, let's go to the... You don't got nothing to say for us, for yourself? I mean, I think we pretty much said everything. I mean... Yeah, we've been talking all morning. We I, it's just one of those things. I just feel so so bad and so, so horrible. It's really... It's, there's really nothing I can say. It's, mm-hmm. You know, yesterday when I heard, I just got off the line and I just did everything with my kids I could possibly do. I, I mean, I play Hungry Hungry Hippo. I played Monopoly. I watched uh, movies last night. They damn near slept in my bed all night. Like, you know, you just want to hug your kids and just tell them you love them, hug your wife, hug your family members. It's just a tragic situation, man. I had to stay off social media. I couldn't even look at everything that was happening yesterday. I was like, I don't even want to look at this right now. Mm. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Nick. Nick, what's up, man? Hey, man, I just wanted to, uh, you know, just pay tribute to Kobe, man. Uh, Still in disbelief about what happened to Kobe, and only thing we could do is just reflect on, you know I mean, his positive impact that he left with us. Right. Uh, You know, unmatched discipline and tenacity on the court, and not only just all the sports accolades, but he was a great family man, and I think that anybody with kids, you know, can look at this and, and really reflect on how grateful we have to be with the time that we have with our family. Absolutely. And, and um, it's actually bring me to tears right now a little bit, but I just think, you know, his contribution to this world and um, peace to his family and not only his family, but everybody on board. I heard it was a baseball coach, his, their daughter as well. His wife. Tra- yeah, yeah his, his wife too. Yeah, it's a tragic story, man. So uh, I guess the only thing I could say is today, Everybody, today and for the rest of our lives, man, go home, hug your kids, hug your wife, and understand that these moments are borrowed time. And That's right. You can't just act like 
You know what I mean? We out here doing it. That's that's right. all I got, man. Kobe lives forever, baby. That's it. All right, thank yeah, you, man. Yeah, you know, all, all of us want to die of old age. You know, simply because we want to be here for our girls, we want to be here for our wives. And you think somebody like Kobe won't get that opportunity? And guess what? None of us get to decide if we are going to have that opportunity because you don't get to choose when you go. You Hello. Know what? Hmm? What is that going to say amazing is the impact that he did leave, the positive impact that he left on so many people, and that is how I would say anybody should want to be remembered, just how great Kobe is being remembered. Hello, who's this? Hi, good morning, Breakfast Club. My name is Jackie, calling from Brooklyn. Hey, Jackie, good morning. Yeah. Hey, you know, as a kid, I could not stand Kobe as a player. I despised the Lakers growing up, but it still it hurts because I have kids and I have a daughter who's 11 and to think about waking up and my husband and my oldest being gone man out of nowhere it it hurts it hurts yeah now those those babies have to grow out grow up without a father yep the little, the little ones you know they they really won't remember and it sucks for them because off the field he, he was an awesome person right that's a, that's crazy to think Thank about you. his newborn is going to know Kobe about as good as any of us in this room know Kobe. Yeah. Only difference is they met him. I never met Kobe. Right. The newborn at least get to, got to meet him. Like she's gonna know him as much as we know him. She's gonna hear the stories just like we do. Yeah. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. We're talking about Kobe Bryant. Call us now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about Kobe Bryant. Just taking your calls and just hearing from you guys. Good morning. Who's this? Yes, I ain't from Philly. What's up, bro? We're talking Kobe Bryant this morning. Yeah, man, that hurt. Now, I was at a day party yesterday. I seen grown men in there crying, man. That joint definitely hit different for the city, man. Definitely hit different. Envy, hey, before you, Envy, before you hang up, right? I know you be having a mix pre-made. I need that Kobe Bryant by Lil Wayne. Well, the mix is not pre-made, but I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play that in the mix this morning. I'm also gonna. I'm gonna find Fabulous as a uh, Black Mamba freestyle too. I'm gonna get those both on in the mix this morning. All right, that's honey. That's honey, man. Good morning. I listen to y'all every day. Man. Keep it up. All right, bro. Hello, who's this? Hi, my name's Naomi. Hey, Naomi. Naomi. We're talking Kobe Bryant this morning. Okay, so I have to say, um, I was like a whole, you know, uh, I didn't sleep last night. Then I wake up around 11, and I'm watching Fresh Prince, and I see, you know, Kobe Bryant has passed away. So automatically, I'm going on TMZ and all these other things, all these other websites, and I see that uh, Girl Star Hip Hop has the ATC recording and tracking footage of his aircraft. So I noticed that when it took off, the whole thing took like no more than maybe 45 or 47 minutes. But when he took off, he was idling around a little bit. And then after they were idling around like for 15 minutes, they kind of went off and then crashed. And I keep thinking myself, like the very first thing I thought about was, I'm a parent of a nine-year-old boy and I've never been on a helicopter, but I've been on an airplane. And that moment when it's taken off, and then you have that little anxiety in you that mm -hmm. you don't know what's yeah, going to happen. Yeah, man. Take off and then crash. Yeah, I'm man. thinking literally in my head, what did Kobe feel? The moment, like, did it, was there any sign that something was going to happen? Did he feel, oh, my goodness, this is it? Did he have a moment with his daughter and he's talking to her? I'm like, what was going through his mind in the aircraft? That's I'm sure all that happened. I'm sure all that happened. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, that's the other thing, thinking about those moments, you know, 
before they before they perish. You know, you, as a father, your job is to protect and provide, but you're in a situation where anything. you can't do anything. You can't do anything for your little girl. Like, and, God damn! And like you, you don't know what you don't know what's happening when that helicopter's going down. Hell you don't know if, no. you, if you could hug your daughter if you're stuck in a seatbelt. If you, oh my goodness, you don't even know if they saw it coming. Like if they if they was in fog and they ended up hitting the mountain, like they don't even know if you, if you saw them. You know what I'm saying? If you saw the mountain in the way, I, like I don't know, man. It's just it's tragic. Hello, who's this? It's Charles. Hey, Charles. Good morning. We're talking Kobe Bryant this morning. Good morning, man. Yeah, um, I just wanted to speak on it. Just wanted to say, like, like I was saying earlier, man, it's a messed up situation when you feel it's somebody that's invisible and you see them going, and especially him having a daughter. Like, I got a daughter, man, and it's like, like, yeah, literally yesterday taking her to Chuck E. Cheese, that's when I found out. Like, I was scrolling through Instagram and it came across me, and I'm like, mm -hmm. Like, it just was in shock. It's like, as a father, like, what do you say in those last moments? You know what I mean? Like, right. like do you say anything? You're a healer. Like, you're a protector. You're a healer. You're you, everything to this little girl. And it's like, you can't, you know what I mean? Like, it, it hurt. It hurt bad. And it's just like, I just wish that, like, I don't know, man. It's just like, you lost an idol. You lost a hero. It's, it's, it's really mournful, man. It's, it's messed up. It's a messed up situation. All right, bro. Thank you. 800-585-1051. We'll take some more calls when we come back. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, <clears throat> Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're opening up the phone lines. We're talking about Kobe Bryant this morning. Hello, who's this? Good morning, Breakfast Club crew. This is Mr. Teleferro, journalist in Atlanta, Georgia. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? What up, King? We're doing all right, man. We're talking Kobe this morning. What's your thoughts, bro? Man, look, I have been the biggest Kobe Bryant fan since the age of five years old. He is the reason why I fell in love with the game. And, man, I'm going to be honest with you. I just cried yesterday. Like, I've been crying, like, continuously for hours, man. Just losing somebody that's just, I don't know. He's, it's almost like he became this mythical feature. In our he definitely coach, was. You know I mean, it's, you know, he just became mythical. And while I'm on the line with you guys, I want to say this to you guys. Y'all have become, in a much different way, what y'all have done for the last decade, y'all have become so important in our homes. And I don't want to be this dude, this black guy that's too on a high horse to give y'all y'all flowers while y'all here. And Charlamagne specifically, you know, you have a big impact on my life as a journalist, King, and I just want to give you your flowers while you're here. Thank y'all for what y'all you, King. every morning. I appreciate you. Thank you, brother. It means a lot, you know what I mean? Y'all mean a lot to us, and even moments like this, Y'all, it starts with you guys in the culture. So I just wanted to show some love to y'all and rest in peace to 24. All right, man. Hello, who's this? Hey, it's Philip. Hey, Philip. Uh, my thoughts, my thoughts about Kobe is I felt bad for Kobe. Mm -hmm. The reason why I felt bad for Kobe, knowing I'm going to die is one thing, but knowing I know my daughter's going to die with me, that's mm -hmm. a hurtful feeling right there. Man, that's 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 yeah. two that's two of my biggest nightmares, man. Losing your own life and not being here for your kids, or, or losing one of your kids. And he got hit with both of them yesterday. Yeah, and he couldn't protect it for nothing. Lord like, have mercy. That's the hurtful thing. I felt that right now. I'm feeling that now. Oh, man. Yeah, absolutely. Word. Thank you, brother. Hello, who's this? It's Chuck, man. Calling from Granville South Click, man. What's up, bro? South Cat, what's happening? What's going on, brother? Yeah, yeah man, I'm calling, man, because uh, it's crazy, especially him losing his daughter with him like that. <laughs> but what, what's got me in my feelings a little bit is... uh. Folks talking about his conspiracy theory. He died to be sacrificed for oh the Lakers. Don't, don't don't listen to those people. Please 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 don't listen to them. Don't give them type of people no energy. Please don't. Yeah, yeah. I'm begging you not yeah, to. I, I'm not I'm not paying no attention. There, folks out here doubting the man because he 
he married some woman that's not black. Like, yo, y'all wasn't throwing no dirt on this man name while he was alive. Don't do it while he passed, man. The uh-huh. Lakers got how many championships? 16. So every generation of Lakers players had to sacrifice somebody. Like, yo, why, we, why are you talking to people like that? Sounds stupid, man. I, I will say this, man. Um, you know, it's just a reminder that death really doesn't discriminate. You know, as I said earlier, we think certain people are untouchable. Certain people seem indestructible. They are like mythical creatures, gods amongst us mere mortals. And a tragedy like this isn't supposed to happen to somebody like Kobe Bryant. But we know that's never the case because death does not discriminate ever. And, you know, yeah. when, when you... 41 years old and you know you got daughters like Kobe got daughters I I know my biggest fear I know envy your biggest fear is not being here for your kids and that's something that we constantly constantly think about and you know I, I want to die of old age simply because I want to be here for my little girls and Kobe will not get that opportunity and guess what none of us get to decide if we are going to have that opportunity because you don't get to choose when you go because death doesn't discriminate man so that's that's really just the biggest takeaway from all of this for me. Death yeah. does not discriminate. Yeah, hug and kiss a loved one, man, because it's some small things. Like, you know, my son just called me a second ago, just said, good morning, Pops. Those little things right there just affect <coughs> you so much, man. And Absolutely. And just, you know, just tell a, a family member, a loved one, you love them, hug them, kiss them. If you're beefing with one, just call up and just say, I apologize. Even if you're, even if you're not wrong, man, it's, it's not worth it. Life is short. And we got to enjoy and experience the moments, man. Yeah, definitely. My mom called me because I was on the plane. And she was like, please text me as soon as you land. And I land. She's like, when you get home, please let me know you made it home safe. And she yeah. never does that. And it's crazy. You know, my, my, my family's overly protective. Like, every time I fly out, my mom and dad text me. My, my wife text me. My kids text me. And if they listen, and I know they're on their way to school, I just want to tell you I love you. That's it. I love my family, too, man. I, I love, love my you. daughters. I love my wife. And it's just like, you know, you sit back and you think, man, Kobe just woke up on a regular Sunday morning to take his daughter to do her extracurricular activity. Just like a lot of us were yesterday. I took, I was at my daughter's cheerleading competition in Atlantic City. And it's the same thing. It's a regular routine day. And all of a sudden, your whole life as you know it is turned upside down. Vanessa and the mother girls had to wake up this morning hoping this was a bad dream, but it's not. You know what I mean? All right. Well, we got rumors on the way. Yes, let's talk about a show that is making a comeback. This was a really popular show previously, and I always felt like they couldn't do more than one season at a time of this, but we'll tell you what's coming back. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yes, morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk MTV's Punked. It's about time. What's going on? This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, looks like Punked is making its return and Chance the Rapper is going to be the host. They have not announced a date, but they said it'll be available only on... Now, let me pronounce this right. Quibi? Quibi. Quibi's mobile video platform. Yes, drop on the Clues Bombs with Quibi. They're doing a lot of cool stuff over there, man. Salute to my guy, Doug Herzog. Drop on the Clues Bombs with Doug Herzog, Jersey Zone. Now, he said no one is safe. And I guess uh, he's he's got this new job on Punked. I would assume, well, I guess it's not like he has to be in the actual footage. Usually, like, Ashton Kutcher would run out from the back. Yeah, pop out at the end or something. Right. So. Well, not all the time. I mean, most of the time, uh, Ashton would be in, like, the little control room. Right. And he would just be watching what's happening and controlling uh, the people that are involved. And from what I saw in the trailer, that's what Chance is doing. Yeah, what I'm saying is that he's not going to be there with the people, like, punking them. Because then you would know, like, oh, it's Chance the Rapper. Mm-hmm. I must be in Oh, no, no. He, he yeah, popped, they he, pop, he, oh, pop out at the end. Yeah. yeah. Right, so should be interesting to see who they're going to punk. They actually, uh, Punked was on for eight seasons on MTV, and they had punked all different kinds of people, so this should be 
good to see. The Kanye West one was a hilarious one. When they I remember Kanye. Ashante, Beyonce, Justin Timberlake. Yeah, man. T.I. said, I don't know who Bullets is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who this Bullets is. All right, now over the weekend, Grammy weekend, Meek Mill ran into Nicki Minaj <laughs> and Kenneth Petty. That's Nicki Minaj's husband. They were inside of, inside of a high-end clothing store, Maxfield, in West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And according to sources, they said Meek was in the store shopping. That's when Nicki and Kenneth happened to come in the store, talk about timing, mm. and approached him. Now, according to these sources, they said Kenneth Petty started getting loud. Meek suggested they all have a word in private, and they refused to do that. And they said Meek wanted to keep things civil because, quote, he's just happy. He's in a much better place personally and professionally than he was back when he and Nikki were dating. But that video footage is out there floating around if you want to see how it all went down. Man, you don't know who you're going to run into Grammy weekend. Everybody was... Hey, everybody's out and about Grammy everywhere. weekend. Mm-hmm. And that is not one that uh, you would want to see coincidentally be in the same place at the same time. Mm-hmm. All right, 50 Cent. He is uh, talking about Taraji P. Henson now. Taraji was on T.I.'s Expeditiously podcast, and she was talking about 50 pitting empire and power against each other. Our show had nothing to do with his show. We're talking two different subject matters. You know what I mean? And then again, 50, do you know what the f*** I had to do to get here? Why tear down another black person? I get that. For competition? I think There are a million other shows you could compete with. I get that, too. I get that. Okay, so why? I get that. Why'd and you pick the why, black show to compete the, with? I the, get that. And to do that publicly, it's embarrassing. All right. Well, of course, 50 got wind of this and made some comments on social media. He said, I saw Taraji on T.I.'s podcast. This is my sincere apology. I did not mean to hurt your feelings in any way. I love your work, and I think you are amazing. I'm sorry no one is watching your show anymore. (laughs) I realize I have to work on the fact that I have less empathy than others. I have met with the top executives at Fox and sold them the notorious cop. It's a show that is replacing yours. But I really want to work (laughs) with you. I mean, you're awesome. We would work well together. But if you don't like the idea, I understand. If you don't roll with me, you're going to get rolled the F over. Yo, 50 never stopped, man. He never turns it off. The Notorious Cop is about the hip-hop police, right? Mm-hmm. Mano, Mano had an a idea for a crime drama based around the hip-hop police. Salute to Mano. And congratulations to 50 again. You know, he gets his uh, star of uh, the Hollywood Walk of Fame. He gets his star this Wednesday. The so fun, 50 congratulations is, to 50. 50 is so strategic, though, because that Taraji T.I. podcast been happening. But he needed to promote power this weekend. <laughs> that's really, that's, and he got to promote the new show coming out on ABC. That's really all it is. That's, that's all this is about. None of it is personal with 50. None of it. Have y'all seen the... Have y'all been watching Power? I just caught Hell up yeah, yesterday. Yeah, I watched Power. I, ain't, I didn't see yesterday's episode, last night's episode because I was in but, Atlantic City. Yeah. But yes, I watched it. I got, I'm got. i watching that when I get that's home. That's the first thing I did when I got off the plane and came home. Was, to watch Power? Yes, on demand. All right, now there is that documentary against Russell Simmons, and it actually debuted at the Sundance Film Festival over the weekend. It's called On the Record. This is the one that was originally backed by Oprah, but she did drop out of the film because of concerns about the credibility of some of the women in the film. Mm-hmm. This documentary focuses on rape allegations made by Drew Dixon, Syl Lai Abrams, and Alexia Norton-Jones. Now... What they are saying in The Hollywood Reporter is that On the Record got multiple standing ovations during its premiere, and over three dozen organizations supported a letter this weekend backing the victims. There were other people endorsing this, like like, uh, Rosanna Arquette, Thandie Newton, and others. Russell Simmons, on his behalf, is denying any wrongdoing with the women, and he said all of these sexual relationships that he had were consensual, and... 
That is the information we have. There was a pre-premiere discussion around On the Record before they debuted it. And here is some of what was said. Drew Dixon was there. Here's what she said. All of us have kept our stories to ourselves for decades. And there are people within that ecosystem who knew our story. But nobody told our story. And so to me, this is where allies matter. To tell the story because they're not subject to the incoming that even powerful black people are subject to. To me, this is why the filmmakers are white. Because they don't have the same vulnerability. And then they listened, and they deferred, and they learned, and they centered us. All right, now they also have a song on there that is uh, performed and written by Lauren Hill, Miss Lauren Hill. And they said, they said this previously on Lisa Track was specifically chosen by Miss Hill to appear in the film. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Charlemagne. Yo. Who are you giving that donkey to? I need Allison Moore. No, what's her name? Allison Morris of MSNBC to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with her. Right. Can somebody please turn the heat up in here? Jesus It is Christ. freezing. It is freezing. What is the... Why? Uh, why do we got to be cold? All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I was born a donkey. It's the donkey of the day. That's pretty fun. Charlemagne the devil? Possibly. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. Yes, donkey of the day for Monday, January 27th goes to Allison Morris of MSNBC. Now, we all know that yesterday Kobe Bryant had an untimely demise as he was one of multiple fatalities in a helicopter crash in Calabasas, California. And Allison Morris of MSNBC was reporting on this tragic situation, and this is what happened. The kind of star that was perfectly cast on the Los Angeles Lakers, Los Angeles Lakers. Kavita, if I could ask you to stay with us, we're going to... Now, of course, the, back, the blacklash was swift on social media. Uh, people were calling for her firing, so she apologized by sending out the following tweet. She said, Earlier today, while reporting on the tragic news of Kobe Bryant's passing, I unfortunately started on air combining the names of the Knicks and the Lakers to say Nakers. Please know I did not and would never use a racist term. I apologize for the confusion this caused. Uh, and she put a never in um, capital letters. Uh, if she would have probably said that on there, she said she probably would have said, please, no, I did not and would nigger use a racist term if she would have said that on there, but she <laughs> tweeted it. Um, she said she apologized for the confusion this caused. First of all, Allison, the Knicks have nothing to do with this. <laughs> like, like nothing at all. Like absolutely zero. Okay, those teams, the Knicks and the Lakers, are on two different coasts. Kobe never played for the Knicks. Like there was absolutely zero reason for the Knicks to be on your mind. They didn't even play each other last night. There was nothing, I, I, no reason. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand it. So that lie you concocted to cover uh, cover up, you know, you saying the N-word, that's not going to fly. Now, at first, I thought Nakers didn't sound nothing like the N-word, okay? But if you say it fast, Nakers, kind of. Nakers. All right? Kind of. All right? Nakers rhymes with Lakers, Takers, Bakers, Quakers, Fakers, Shakers, Makers. But don't none of those words sound like the word you use, okay? The word you use sounds like bigger, tigger, trigger, jigger, figure. And it's a word I'm sure some people would use to describe an NBA team full of black people. Now, you know we have this program called Normalized, right? It's like hearing things in HD. Last week we put it on Wendy Williams passing gas. This week we are putting it on Allison Morris to see if she... Uh, said Nakers 
are the actual N-words. So let's play Allison Morris regular first. The kind of star that was perfectly cast on the Los Angeles Lakers, Los Angeles Lakers. Kavita, if I could ask you to stay with us, we're going to... Uh-uh. Now let's play Allison Morris with the N-word normalized. You can hear it in HD. The kind of star that was perfectly cast on the Los Angeles Lakers, Los Angeles Lakers. Kavita, if I could ask you to stay with us, we're going <laughs> to... No, no debate here, Mm-mm-mm. okay? I know people are saying to themselves, what was she thinking? What was on her mind? Well, the answer to that is simple. Niggas, okay? We heard what you we heard what you said, and you know how it sounded. You know how it sounded to us at a time like this. This is how it sounded to us. Niggers. <laughs> no, never mind, drama. You, you, you blew it. You, you know, it's it's amazing that a broadcaster at a time like this could make such a mistake. Okay, in a moment where people are already dealing with so much hurt, so much pain, I'm not gonna speculate about Allison's character because I don't know her. Never heard of her until this moment. I just know that some people have such deep-rooted hatred for others that even in a tragic situation like this, how they really feel about others comes out. Okay, I'm not saying that's Allison because I don't know her. I just know that for a word to come out of your mouth when reporting on a situation like this, when for the N-word to come out of your mouth when reporting on a situation like this, it's just stupid. And Donkey of the Day is all about giving people the credit they deserve for being stupid. Please let Remy Ma give Allison Morris the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker. you dumb. Now what happens to Allison, guys? Anything? Huh. I was thinking about who was it? It was another news reporter that had a slip of the tongue also. Did they fire him? And I, yeah, he got fired. What did he say? He said N-word I'm too? trying to remember because we talked about it up here. Mm. I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. It has I don't some, know. I, I got to re- look this up. Well, once again, rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. He ended Bryant. up getting fired, though. I remember uh, that. Absolutely. Yeah, rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. I'm, I'm going to keep saying this all morning because I just think people need to hear it. It's just another reminder that death really does not discriminate. Nobody is untouchable. Nobody is indestructible. Nobody is a mythical creature who won't ever taste death. And I know it seems like a tragedy like this isn't supposed to happen to someone like Kobe, but we know that's not the case because death does not Discriminate. Well, let's hope All right, it was a meteorologist lives. that uh, for Martin Luther King Jr. He said Martin Lu- Martin Luther Coon King Jr. Remember that? And that's wild. Oh yeah, that you don't remember that? And wild. we talked about this a lot that, up yeah. here, and he ended up getting fired. Yeah, he should have got fired for that. Can we can we talk about death a little bit? Can we open up the phones and talk about death? Because I, I what was, you mean? What you, you want to ask? I was thinking about this yesterday, right? I was mm-hmm. thinking about death, and I was thinking about why it hurts so much. You know, it's the obvious, like you know, never seeing your loved one again. But I also believe it's the unexpectedness of death. And I, and I was wondering, if we knew the date of our death or the date of our loved one's death, would it make it easier to deal with? Would you want to know that? Would you want to know no. the date of your death? Would you want to know the date I wouldn't of your loved know. one's death? I, w- I wouldn't want to know. I, w- I wouldn't want to know the date of my death, my family member's death. I wouldn't want to know. That's yeah. something because... It's like you know that date, you know when it's going to happen. I'd rather just live each life to the fullest like there is no tomorrow, enjoy life. Not like, well, I got 20 more hours, 19 hours, 18 yeah. hours. I don't want to know my but death But don't you date. think the unexpectedness of it is what, what, what makes it hurt so much because you, you're thinking about all the things you wish you would have said to a person the night before or the moments before. You know what I mean? Uh, you, you, I just feel like you if should. you were prepared for it and... If you were prepared for it and knew it was coming, it would make it a little bit easier to deal with. I don't know. I'm just, you know, fleshing around thoughts here. All right. Well, let's open up the phone lines then. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. 800-585-1051. What's the question? Uh, if, if we knew the date of our death or the date of our loved one's death, would it make it easier to deal with? And, and, and would you want to know? 
Okay, let's let's talk about it. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Gone, but will never be forgotten. This has been absolutely beautiful, you guys. I can't believe it's come to an end. You guys will always be in my heart. Bobby Bryant. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, yes. if you just join us, uh, we're talking about death this morning and absolutely and and where did this come from and what what's the question Charlemagne? i mean it, well it came from you know just death you know like uh you know we all want to die of old age you know but we don't really have control over that and i was just thinking about death and why it hurts so much and everybody knows the obvious reason like you never get to see your loved one again but i also believe it's the unexpectedness of death and i, I wonder if we knew the date of our death or the date of our loved one's death would it make it easier to deal with and would you want to know? It wouldn't make it easier, but I definitely wouldn't want to know. I wouldn't want that in the back of my head knowing that on June 3rd at this time, one of my family members or a loved one's going to die or even myself. Like, mm -hmm. I, I just would rather just live life to the fullest, do what's right, and then when that when that time happens, it happens. I would never want to know when, 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 when my last days are or a family member's last days are. Yeah, because I think about all the times, right, like when things like this happen, you know, one of the things that drives you crazy is all of the things you wish you would have said to a person or all of the things you wish you would have done with a person. I think that when you know somebody is 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 dying, you do those things. But then you so, so you have a little bit more fullness to yeah, but, it. But then you try, you drive yourself crazy trying to to, to outthink death. You know your date is, is June 3rd. I'm not going to get on a plane that day or I'm not going to drive that day. I'm going to stay in the house all day. But yeah. I just don't want to know. What, what about you, Yee? Uh, no, I wouldn't want to know in advance. The only thing I will say is when you have somebody close to you or if you're in suffering, like say you have uh, something that's incurable and you know that you have to prepare for your death, then mm -hmm. I think that's an important thing to do. But I don't think that we should try to mess with knowing the exact date. And I also have taken into consideration having had a lot of people close pass away that it is a good thing to make sure that you have certain things in place, like you have, you know, life insurance, mm -hmm. that you have certain things planned to make things easier for the people around you when they have to handle business when you do pass away. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Hello, who's this? Hey, it's Keontae from South Carolina. All right, what's up, brother? Crack. What up, brother? What's going on? Shout out my boy, Shala. Rest in peace, Kobe. Yes, sir. Uh, I mean, if I, if I could know when my death was coming, um, well, I feel like as individuals, if we know, if we knew when death was going to arrive, I feel like it would pre prepare us mentally and put us in a better place. Um, I feel like as individuals, we don't take life as serious as we should because we don't know when we're going to leave. I feel like it's not until death occurs um, that we would like to embrace life more, and I feel like that should change. I feel like God promised us life, not time. Um, and so many times we as individuals get long life mixed up with a number of years. But I feel like Kobe and, and a lot of others that I know live the full life in a, in, a, in, a, in a short number. You know, long life doesn't necessarily mean a big number. And so my message to everybody listening this morning is, you know what I'm saying, embrace your loved ones as much as you can because you just never know. And when your time comes, just make sure that somebody has something good to say about you. Okay. Yeah, I think it's the difference between a full life and a long life. Some people live long lives, but they didn't actually live, live a full, full life. life. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. Kobe hey. lived a full life. 800-585-1051. What's the question, Charlemagne? 
The question is, if we knew the date of our death or the date of our loved one's death, would it make it easier to deal with and, and would you want to know? All right, call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. If you just join us, we're asking, uh, what's the question, Charlamagne? The question is, if we knew the date of our death or the date of our loved one's death, would it make it easier to deal with and would you want to know? And the reason I'm asking that question is, you know, of the obvious, you know, Mr. Kobe Bryant passing away. Uh, but I, I was just thinking about death and why it hurts so much. And we all know it's because we'll never get to see our loved ones again. But I also believe it's the unexpectedness of death. You know what I'm saying? So I wonder if we knew the date of our death or the date of our loved one's death, would it make it easier to deal with and would you want to know? I don't think it'd be easier to deal with, but I, shoot, I wouldn't want to know, man. I'd be sad all the time if I knew somebody <laughs> yeah, was going to die, you know, coming up I soon got one or next up, year. I got, no. Somebody I love. That would stress me out. No. Maybe you wouldn't, though, because think about, like, like, you know, I think about uh, my man Kool-Aid, Duval, you know, Duval, yeah. yeah, and you know, Duval, Kool-Aid knew that he was passing away and, you know, Duval had him out there really living his best life and it kind of made it Easier for all of them to deal with once he was gone. You nah, know? Nah. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is JoJo from hey. Kentucky. Hey, JoJo from Kentucky. How you doing this morning? I'm good. Hi, JoJo. Hey, JoJo. If we knew if you if, if we knew the date of our death or the date of our loved one's death, would it make it easier to deal with and would you want to know? Um, no, it wouldn't make it easier and I wouldn't want to know. And I think the hardest thing about death is that, you know, there's a void when someone dies. Mm-hmm. You know, they sleep in a room. You know, they have a spot in your mind of what they're doing. You know, if they work in the garden, if they lay next to you, your kids' room, the clothes they wear. And when someone dies, there's a void and there's an eerie quietness. I don't know if you all ever felt this, but even with celebrities, there's like a quietness. And the hardest part is feeling that quietness or getting used to that person not being there anymore. That's the hardest part. So even if you knew the time, the day, it wouldn't matter because there's still going to be that void. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Hello, who's this? Hi, my name is Hanadi. Hey, Hanadi. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Um, so I wanted to say that I would not want to know if a loved one was dying <coughs> because death is already sad, and I feel like we'll just be sad waiting for that day. I think instead of um, us trying to work on that day, we should all just prepare ourselves and know that you know, to God we came, and to Him we shall return. Okay. Thank yeah, you. you know what's so interesting? Uh, you just made me think about something too. It's like I wonder would you allow yourself to really love if you knew that people, if you knew somebody was dying. You know what I'm saying? Because like, mean, like, like, would you allow yourself to really grow to love somebody if you knew that they weren't going to be here? I mean, you still love somebody, but you know, put it put it like this. You know, if you know your child was 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 passing away at a certain time, that would ruin your whole existence. Yeah. Like like if you know your child was passing away at the end of the year. And there's nothing you could do about it. And there's nothing you could do about it. Yeah. I couldn't live. I, I couldn't go to work. I couldn't do anything because I would want to spend every last moment with that child. Yeah. I would be no good to the world. I would be no good to society. We should be living like that now anyway, though, right? No good to society. Not no. Good I'm talking about <laughs> wanting to spend every day with your child. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I do it. And I, and I hit my kids. I just told my son right now, I love you. Have Man. a great day. You know? Like, I don't think knowing that this was about to happen would have made it any easier for any of the people who just lost their family members. Maybe we all. should be living our life like we're going to die tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you should be. Maybe you should be living like today could be your last day. Well, I mean, we, we, we kind of do. I mean, I, I know for myself, I kind of do. I kind of make sure that everything you try with to be my the family best person is great. You can be. And that, you know, if there's a problem, I try to squash it immediately. I told my kids and everybody how I feel. 
I work hard so to make sure that if I do go early that they are taken care of and they don't mm-hmm. have to worry about things and their education is taken care of and that's why I go so hard in the real estate. So we kind of do. Yeah. We kind of do. What's the moral of the story if there is a moral? The moral of the story for me, man, I, I just want to die of old age. I want to die of old age simply because I want to be here for my girls. I want to be here for my wife. Yeah. You know, I you look see at my some... daughters get married. My yeah, son gets married. Man. I want to see their kids. Yeah, man. I just want to see them happy and, and, and live out what, what they want to do, what they're destined to do. Yeah, Kobe won't oh. get that opportunity. Nipsey won't get that opportunity. A lot of people, the rest of people in that plane won't get that opportunity. A lot of people in the world won't get that opportunity. And... And, and the crazy part is none of us get to decide if we are going we are going to have that opportunity because you don't get to choose when you go. So as much as we want to die of old age, we don't have any say in that whatsoever because death does not discriminate. Well, yeah, we got rumors on the way. Yes, let's talk about Gabrielle Union versus Terry Crews. They're talking about America's Got Talent. And what she has to say contradicts what he has to say. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Terry Crews. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, you guys recall Gabrielle Union discussing the toxic environment at America's Got Talent. Mm-hmm. She had a very controversial. I don't know what she. I don't know if she was fired or they just didn't renew her contract, and a lot of people did speak up in support of her, uh, with sexism, racism, racist jokes, sexist comments. Well, Terry Crews was on the Today Show and he actually addressed what Gabrielle Union said at America's Got Talent. First of all, I can't speak for sexism because I'm not a woman, but I can't speak on behalf of any racism comments that was never my experience on America's Got Talent. In fact, it was the most diverse place I have ever been in my 20 years of entertainment. When you look at what the allegations are about, it was given by an unnamed source. Uh, My thing is, you know, it's funny because I believe you should listen to women. You should always believe women. So I asked my wife. My wife said, well, if she hasn't made a statement, why would you? And I said, you know what? I'm going to listen to her. So why are you making a statement now? Because you just made a statement. That was a statement, <laughs> yeah. You should continue to listen to your wife, uh, Mr. Cruz. Because I wonder how Terry Cruz would have felt if someone would have attempted to discredit, you know, what he said when he said that agent allegedly grabbed him by his testicles. You know um, what I mean? And a lot of people were not very positive in supporting him when that happened, so he should know how that feels. Now, Gabrielle Union tweeted out, thank you, because somebody said uh, they were talking about throwing you under the bus. Somebody said, nothing but love and support for you, Gabrielle Union. We see you and appreciate you. Keep standing in your truth. Gabrielle Union responded, thank you, because girl, truth-telling, wanting change, and having multiple witnesses who bravely came forward to let everyone know I didn't lie or exaggerate really exposes those who enthusiastically will throw you under the bus, forgetting quickly who stepped up for their truth. She said, why anyone would gleefully get up on TV and tell lies that no one disputed, but we already know. Can someone please ask about what happens to all that diversity folks are talking about behind the scenes? Like, legit, where the hell is all that diversity in the production, though, homie? And the decision-making ranks who control the fate of the diversity in front of the camera. So she was letting them have it mm-hmm. on social media because... Uh, he didn't have to discredit her the way that he did and speaking about his experience. The moral of the story is listen to your goddamn wife. Okay, your wife told you to shut the hell up for a reason. You should have kept shutting the hell up, Terry. All right, now let's talk about Tyler, the creator, and the Grammys. Uh, He had a very interesting and very true statement, and a lot of people are speaking out about this. Now, he won for Best Rap Album, and after the Grammys, here's what he said. On one side, I'm very grateful that 
uh, what I made could just be acknowledged in a world like this. But also, it sucks that whenever we, and I mean guys that look like me, do anything that's genre-bending, they always put it in a rap or urban category. And I don't like that urban word. It's just a politically correct way to say the N-word to me. So when I hear that, I'm just like, why can't we just be in pop? I felt like half of me feels like the, the rap nomination was a backhanded compliment. Like, my little cousin wants to play the game. Let's give him the unplugged controller so he could shut up and feel good about it. I, I agree with him about the word urban. I hate that word. It sucks because urban is like a biographical name. So what does that have to do with music? So yes, using the word urban is a politically correct way to say black. But I, I, I do agree when they can't define musically what a black artist is. Let's put him in black the artist rap. is doing. They put him in the hip hop rap category. But I don't want him to look down upon the hip hop rap category. I guess you know he what feels I mean? like that's that he's not. He's more than just a rapper. He's more. Uh, he well, feels well, as, like as a pop said, artist. A rap is pop too. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Like too. even when he says he wants to be in the pop category, the word pop is just short for popular. Like the most popular genre of music is hip hop. So any of these categories dominated by hip hop, black music could be pop. I just sound. It just sounds like he's looking down upon rap. Like just don't don't look at me as just a rapper. Like what's wrong with being a rapper? Well, Diddy had some things to say also. Now, he had an acceptance speech for getting an industry icon award at Clive Davis's pre-Grammy uh, pre gala at the Beverly Hilton. And here's what he had to say about the Grammys and black music. In the great words of Erica Badu, we are artists and we are sensitive about our <laughs> We are passionate. For most of us, this is all we got. This is our only hope. Truth be told, hip-hop has never been respected by the Grammys. And it's not just going on in music, it's going on in film, it's going on in sports, it's going on around the world. And for years we've allowed institutions that have never had our best interests at heart to judge us. And that stops right now. All right. <clears throat> he gave a 50-minute speech, so he had a lot of things to get off his chest also at this uh, pre-Grammys party. Mm-hmm. What? Now, I just somebody <laughs> needs to ask. I heard you yeah, because somebody needs to ask Tyler the Creator, like, what's wrong with musically being just a rapper? Like, Nas is just a rapper. Hove is just a rapper. Plenty of great artists are just rapping. They specialize in the genre of hip hop. So I don't understand. When he's like, have, don't, you, have don't, you heard this album? Though? Don't look at me as. Yeah, I mean, it's it's more it's more it's 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 more. R&B-ish, but that's, my point is mm -hmm. don't look down upon people who, who you think are just rappers. There's nothing wrong with being a rapper. He plays instruments. Yeah, he plays well. instruments. He's a musician. I guess he looks at it more than... That's great. He well, feels like he should be more broad than just in the rapper category. That's what I guess. I don't know. We have to ask him. Well, just say I'm more, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a musical artist or something. I don't know. I just, it just sounds like he's looking down upon rap. I don't like that. All right, now, uh, since we're talking about pop artists, let's talk about Selena Gomez. She just did an interview with NPR. And she spoke on Justin Bieber. I know she's tired of talking about that, but the interviewer did bring up his name. And she said uh, she talks about emotional abuse. And basically she talks about her single Lose You to Love Me, which is about Justin Bieber. She says, I felt I didn't get a respectful closure and I had accepted that, but I know I needed some way to just say a few things that I wish I had said. It was very difficult and I'm happy it's over. And the interviewer asked, you mean Justin Bieber? And because she said, I do feel like I was a victim to a certain abuse. And the interviewer says, you mean emotional abuse? And Selena Gomez responds, yes. And I think that is something that I had to find a way to understand it as an adult. Here is Selena Gomez on NPR. It's dangerous to stay in um, a victim mentality. And I'm not being disrespectful. I do feel I was a victim to certain abuse. And you mean I mean emotional abuse? Yes. And I think that it's something that I 
I had to find a way to understand it as an adult. And I had to understand the choices I was making. As much as I definitely don't want to spend the rest of my life talking about this, I am really proud that I can say I feel the strongest I've ever felt. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, good for her. She said she has found a way to walk through it with as much grace as possible. All right. I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice mixes up next. Let's go. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Shout out to everybody again who I ran into in LA and also uh, Orlando. I was out there for Pro Bowl. So I just want to shout to all those people. Yee, I know you was out in uh, LA as well. Uh, yes, I was. Um, had a lot of activities before the Grammys. And then I left the morning of the Grammys right, to right, get right. back here. And shout out to Pepsi, too. Yes, you know what? I, actually, one thing I did see, and by the way, her had an amazing jam session party mm-hmm. uh, before the Grammys also out there that everybody was excited about. But what I do love is to see Missy Elliott and her. They've actually teamed up. They're doing this Super Bowl commercial. Did you see those ads? Yes, for uh, Pepsi Zero Sugar. Yeah, so they have all new like cans and everything. It's like a matte black, and they're actually redoing the Rolling Stones painted black for mm. that new Pepsi Zero Sugar can. So it's a new concept, and they actually did the teasers during the Grammy Awards yep. that were on last night. So they said the commercial's 30 seconds long, so there's going to be a new track, and you get to see her kind of previewing pieces of it and Missy as well. So I'm excited to see that because those are two artists who I absolutely love. And Pepsi's always teamed up with people like Michael Jackson, Beyonce, mm-hmm. uh, really big stars like that. So now it's Missy Elliott and her. That's dope. Oh, and did you see the gift we got also? What gift? Uh, they sent a record player, and it has the full 60-second version of Missy Elliott and her's rendition of Painted Black. So we walked in this morning, and you know I haven't been here since Wednesday, so you know I like when I get a gift. So that was an amazing present for us to get. All right, well, let's play the track now. Yes. Shout out to our friends at Pepsi. Don't move. We got the positive note next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Yes, man. Rest in peace to Kobe Bryant and uh, his daughter Gigi, everybody else that was on that helicopter. This is just another reminder that death really doesn't discriminate. Nobody's untouchable. Nobody is indestructible. Nobody's a mythical creature who won't ever taste death. And I know it seems like a tragedy like this isn't supposed to happen to someone like Kobe, but we know that's never the case because death does not discriminate. You know, if you're a man with kids, a, 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 a woman with kids, it's impossible not to think about yourself in this situation. You know, that could have been any of us, and it's just a harsh reminder that death doesn't discriminate. We, we all want to die of old age, but guess what? We don't have the choice of choosing if that happens or not. So, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?